0: Welcome into the Boardroom Podcast. I'm Ward Six Alderman Ben Piper.
1: I'm Ward Four Alderman Chad Wicker. How you doing, Ben?
0: Doing great. It is a Thanksgiving loaded episode That's of right. the uh, Boardroom Podcast. We're going to be talking uh, some some city business. We're going to be talking football. Uh, what the plan is for Thanksgiving. All this stuff is the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, as our record, as we're recording here, you may be listening to us after Thanksgiving has occurred. And uh, if so, hopefully you had a blessed time with your family. Yeah.
1: Uh, my wife and I Shelby and, and and our two boys we're going to uh, her parents' house for Thanksgiving. So I'm going to try to put there this out go. While, while we're driving down to uh um to uh, Brandon. So He
0: never stops, folks. He never stops. <laughs> He's He is here for you, uh our loyal podcast listeners. We appreciate uh all of you. Uh so it is Thanksgiving week. Um so people we have some time off work. Um Probably thinking about football a little bit. You know, there's always an NFL game on. There's the Egg Bowl uh, going on Thanksgiving night, and then a bunch of a bunch of college football games going on over the weekend. But we will have Haifa uh, President. Yeah, I think that Harley Brown. Uh, we'll have Haifa President Harley so, su- Brown on super later.
1: Volunteer, I guess is what you. He call
0: is him. a he's a yeah Superman volunteer Harley Brown. I think he get paid us with, the
1: same amount to be the president as we did
0: do this podcast. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> <laughs> huh? free it's he <laughs> he he puts a lot into it we know absolutely uh so any of you parents out there that are involved with Haifa or if so you're thinking about yeah. uh, getting your kid involved with Haifa you're going to want to stay tuned for his interview with us later on
1: Hernando Youth Football Association and and you know we learned they're 20 years old uh now which I I didn't, I didn't realize they were that old I, I knew they were getting some years on them but uh uh anyway so he 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 provides some great information my my son played this year and so I mm-hmm. kind of that's how I kinda got to got involved with the hype a little bit. I got to coach and so I was reach uh, reached out to him about being on the podcast and he'd love to come and promote the, the organization or association and, and uh and he did mention to me in the parking lot they want to buy a Kirkendall, pier, uh, Kirkendall field from us so we might talk about
0: that okay all right well that's that's some uh, breaking news for you there so we'll have to see how that how that shakes out uh very healthy organization number of participants continues to grow each year record number this year record number uh we'll we'll uh chat with him here later on and uh have him as our guest interview this week but let's hop into some city business uh we had, had a quick meeting one but but th- what 30 minutes or yeah, so yeah 30 40 minutes Uh, yesterday, the second regular called meeting, uh, of the board of aldermen in the month of November, Chad, what do you think? Uh, we've got some first of all thanks to Walmart big thanks to Walmart got a couple us, Christmas trees yeah. one going to the uh, police department one going to well, the I fire department I, I think I
1: saw a picture uh, uh, Jessica mm-hmm. the, who's our animal control officer posted on Facebook I think I think that's a tree that they gave us that the police department designed and I think it's a okay. grinch tree so okay. um, look at her Facebook page or I think maybe on the city page I can't remember where I saw it but
0: uh, so you got a couple Christmas tree donations that we accepted yeah. certainly appreciate hey,
1: one thing I'm excited about on the consent agenda there we uh-huh. didn't really talk about about last night was uh, uh, Jared ha- has got a, uh, a purchase of – or actually a lease mm-hmm. of a robotic uh, field lining machine. So no more crooked lines at the baseball field or soccer field. It's going to be done yes. with a robot. So
0: It's going to save a ton of time more Absolutely. than anything else. Uh, you won't have somebody committed to, you know, having to necessarily be out there marking lines, having to remark them, whatever else uh the amount of paint i think that you use is probably going to decrease yeah, yeah, uh, marginally yeah. so that would be a a little bit of a savings as well but mainly just the labor hours the man hours yeah. um and i, some I remember supplies. years ago
1: when i when i worked out there uh at the baseball fields and i was kind of one summer i was the, the the headline guy i guess making the lines or whatever and that's that's not easy man getting those lines straight you gotta know what you're doing
0: man you gotta pull the string tight and all that so that it definitely sound it definitely is probably did a little more complicated. See the video you than people got on realize. The phone of, of a, oh yeah. yeah it's that's pretty sharp. It it will definitely be especially for um, you know, I feel like in uh in baseball, right? Yeah. Fair or foul. I mean it is yeah. I mean it could it could cause the outcome of a game. Soccer, you know, it's out. Yeah. Yeah. Ball went out, you know, restart it, whatever. Baseball, man, the line's gotta be straight. That's right. So and, that's, and, a, that's a good thing.
1: Like we're playing coach pitch and so the mm-hmm. the little circle there, the you know, where the ball's fair or foul there, that's a big deal too. So
0: that's right. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was gonna I was gonna bring that up at one point, but uh, you you jumped right in there, man. You're on top of it. Uh, we also had, uh, you know, a let's see. You gonna talk about the soccer? I was lines. gonna talk Can we, about we, the uh, set yep up the bit on that one. Yes, thank you. That's that was the next thing I was gonna going head to. There is, uh, we did award a contract for the request for quote for a uh, energy services program or an ESCO. Uh, a lighting contract with, uh, path infrastructure solutions. So path has a lot of different kind of energy services. They do, you know, lighting, they do HVAC, they do water. Uh, you know, they, they look at all different kinds of uh, infrastructure solutions, but, uh, you know, they did a lot of legwork, um, with this RFQ with the, uh, with the soccer lighting That's right. out there that needs to be done. You know, there needs to be conduit run there, uh, you know, for the, for another pad, uh, to be lit out there. Currently, we only have really about a third of the soccer complex that's lit. Um, and, and this upcoming spring season, if you've ever played spring soccer, what happens is that your practices and games in February and early March before the time change, it's, it's really dark out there. Um, and additionally, we want to add some parking lot lighting as part of this, uh, RFQ as well. Um, so I had a few companies that bid on it, um, and they were the one that kind of, that, uh, it had done a lot of the leg work i guess to to uh to know what needs to be done out there and had uh you know had, had experience with cenotopia as well doing some of their lighting um down there so uh they were the ones that we awarded that to it should be around probably 650 to seven hundred thousand dollars. Um, that's, that's the rough estimate, um, to get this work done, to get the parking lot lighting done and also get another pad lit out there at the soccer field. So long time needed, but, uh, it it is coming folks.
1: And we're paying, paying for this project with, uh, some of the, uh, the
0: bond money that we
1: uh, recently got Mm -hmm. uh, are in the process of receiving. Um, and it's a continued, um, investment in our parks that this board has done. Um, you know, we, we have continued to move forward with improvements at the soccer field. We're going to make some improvements, uh, to the baseball
0: facilities. Um, mm-hmm. so it's just, a, just keep, keep going, keep marching along. And that was something that we touched on later on in the meeting, uh, is a, is advertising for a request for quote, for engineer, or uh, I'm sorry, for design and construction services for the recreation improvements, uh, that we just talked about with baseball, um, softball, uh, Renaissance park area, getting that uh, a little more fleshed out.
1: Yeah. And I, I should have mentioned at the board meeting last night, but, uh, the mayor, you know, we have a, I guess, I don't know what the committee's called parks committee or whatever. We're Mm going to have a committee meeting next, uh, the 29th. I think that's next Wednesday. Um, I think at 10 o'clock to, uh, discuss, you know, what, how we're going to move forward with that. I know, I know we're going to, um, build a bathroom slash concession stand facility, uh, and four baseball fields. We just got to talk out the details, and you know if we're going to build that at the current location or move it to the, the Renaissance Park location. So we, we'll have to address that, uh, and we'll start that process. And, and this just to get it done because we want we really want this, you know, get out for bid and maybe have it um, have it going by the spring, maybe uh, construction anyway.
0: Speaking of uh, bathroom facilities, we are looking at re uh, kind of redesigning the bathroom at uh, Kirkendall Park. Um, that was one of the we got bids back that were much larger than what we bu- uh, what we budgeted for. I think we budgeted about a hundred thousand, and I think the, what uh, the mayor said I think the bids Jared, came back at. Um, I think the cheapest was one hundred twenty-two thousand, mm-hmm. and
1: essentially I think what what they decided to do is just going to be better to just tear that old building down and build something uh, completely on a standalone instead of trying to renovate that building. Uh, it's gonna be maybe even cheaper to just build something brand new and and so that's what they're deciding to do um uh, that's that's something Jared has been working on now for I think two or three mm-hmm. i guess two years now um I know the first time we didn't i don't think we quite gave enough money to do it and now we're um redesign
0: the plan so uh, hopefully that's something that can get done. I know there's people that go out there to you know to, to walk to exercise. Haifa uh, uses it for practices. You know it definitely needs to be yeah. uh, something that's looked at. Well, I think
1: at. it's going to be tore down here pretty quick. So
0: yeah, it's right. uh, I think the public works department's going to demo that thing for um, you know for just maybe labor cost and then maybe two grand to rent a dumpster to get it to get it uh, taken right. care of. So that'll be taken care of. Uh, so that's most of the parks and recreation related things. Uh, that we're on this thing. Let's go to public safety really quick. Um, the Soto County School System reached out to us about adding another school resource officer. Uh, they'll be supplying about $60,000 a year to add another school resource officer to the middle school. Uh, that would put our total at seven school resource officers. No, eight. It's, it's eight now. With this one, it'll be eight, what they said last night. Okay, all right. I was thinking we were going from six to seven, so we're going from seven to eight. Uh, So I have a couple at the high school, a couple at the middle school, and then one at each of the uh, elementary schools. Uh, So, you know, obviously kind of gearing up towards uh, the opening of the new Hernando high school. There's going to be more schools in the, in the district or not in the district. There'll be more schools in Hernando, um, you know, in Hernando schools. So we'll need uh, more school resources. So one gearing up for that, but two, I think it's just, you know, the reality that at, a high school and middle school there's a little more for school resource officers to do than there is at you know the primary schools
1: yeah i think this is the you know this is a county-wide push i think with the sheriff's department as well to um, expand the, the school resource officer program um, and I think it's, and essentially what, what they do, I think it costs us about $100,000 for a school resource officer, and they supplement 60,000 of that. And I think, like this week, if you notice, there's probably been more police officers around because those school resource officers are not in school, so they're out patrolling or you know, hanging around town, so you may see more police officers. So we also use them during the summer and when school's out, uh, when they're not doing training to um, supplement our police force. And, and again, I think we've added, um, since we've been on the board, I think 10,
0: police officers, uh, to the,
1: to the department. So
0: it's definitely been a, uh, you know, as the city has grown, um, and I know we talk a lot about growth and, you know, there's so, certainly, uh, there's certainly impacts to that, whether it comes from traffic, whether it comes from, you know, new developments or whatever else that, that, uh, people may not necessarily want or appreciate, um, which I can com- completely empathize with. Uh, the board's made a conscious decision to invest more in public safety and to make sure that, you know, as this growth is coming along that we have the, you know, police and fire, uh, needed to do so. Speaking of fire, uh, we're looking at, uh, let's see, we have a request for proposal for a emergency medical vehicle. So is Which that is ambulance. an ambulance yeah, but an emergency I, I can, medical vehicle? Um, um, so looking at that, it was something that was in the budget. Um, you know that was budgeted for, so not a uh, not a unexpected expense, uh, but getting an ambulance this year that would be the fourth ambulance I believe for the well, city.
1: I, th- I think we have the goal is to have three working ambulances and a backup, and and okay. so I think right now the city is using one of that county ambulances as a backup ambulance I believe, mm-hmm. um, and so this will get us three. In the in the goal, and I think we've talked about this before on on the podcast, is to have the third ambulance working out of City Hall uh, mm-hmm. or the back of City Hall. We renovated that building last year. Uh, we're going to hire some medics. Uh, I think he's already hired some of them. And then we're going to hire a- another couple to to uh, staff the ambulance there. So we'll have three ambulances. Right now, we have only have two uh, at each of the fire stations down 51 on Holly Springs. And so this will be a third one to kind of serve this part of you the know, I guess the, what do you call it, south part of Fernando and, and into the county. Um, so that's, that's the goal. Uh, hopefully, uh, I asked a question at the meeting when we thought we may receive this ambulance and um um miss herring said i think uh she put in there they have to have it by september so hopefully we'll have this up and running by during this
0: during this budget year it sounds like right that's, that's the right. goal uh so let's go from we talked about public safety a little bit uh let's talk about uh, you know i don't know how else to put this infrastructure um we are looking at uh we had uh, engineers that were approved uh for some of the uh, ARPA projects that we have been targeting, um, ARPA American recovery plan act. Uh, so this is federal money that was brought in and then matched by the state legislature here in Hernando, the Bahalia road water plant and Madison lakes elevated tank, uh, the East Parkway water plant upgrades, the downtown sanitary sewer rehabilitation project and the dogwood hollow sewer lagoon closure project. So those four, um, projects were, were, were sent off to engineers. Um, to get those projects moving on down the road, the Bielia Road Water Plant, I guess it's right there at uh, in, in the Madison Lakes. There's there's a greater need for water as those developments are are you know moving yeah, on, moving on, forward on the
1: n- northeast side of city there. I guess mm-hmm. we definitely got to get more water. That that plant at one
0: time I think was at capacity. It was it was at about ninety eight percent capacity. We uh, you know doubled the capacity at the Jaybird Water Plant to make that uh, you know to get that to a better place. But as the, you know, the, the Mackinvale and Getwell exits are going to continue to, you know, kind of develop out with the, uh, with the increased traffic on 269, you know, that, the, those areas are going to be develop sometime in the future it may be five years it may be 10 and, years, and and maybe 10 years but there's going to be a need for more to, water
1: you know I, I know ben you probably get the same questions mm-hmm. why is nothing being developed out there um and and the question is there's there's sewer and water is just not there um so, it, so uh, that's
0: definitely a big piece of the puzzle and so for sure. if,
1: if someone is going to make a you know a substantial investment there they're going to have to have a lot of capital up front to uh, put in the sewer and 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 tie into the water, and so that that's yeah. kind of what we're waiting on. So and it,
0: it's a, it's a chicken and egg scenario. Yeah, right? the
1: school the schools helping the, with the school coming mm-hmm. in up
0: there. That's going to help, uh, but
1: we just somebody's got to crack the egg at some point. So
0: it's I mean when I say chicken and egg, it's one of those things where you know does does a government entity and does the city uh, commit the dollars to increasing the water uh, availability of those areas so that development comes there or that we you know there's potential for development there or do you have you know, developers be on the hook for infrastructure improvements, Um, you know, honestly, in the current environment, economically, investors are not, you know, looking to spend money on infrastructure. Um, You know, they're not really even looking to spend money on developments necessarily. Uh, So so I do think development is a little ways down the road for anybody that, you know, is concerned about that. I think that there's just some some economic headwinds, Um, you know, depends on who, Wins the White House probably in twenty twenty four, whether investors want to put more money into the economy or not. I just don't think people have that confidence right now with who's up there. But that's, that's right. just my personal right. opinion. Uh, so we've got those uh, got those Arpa projects moving forward. Dogwood Hollow um, is one of those areas, you know, where it was uh, annexed into the city. Getting sewer uh, expanded to them is something that uh, is going to be part of this. Um, the East Parkway water plant, again, just a water capacity issue. And then the downtown sanitary sewer rehabilitation project is something where you've got some really, really old yeah, uh, we're sewer sm- lines. You're going to smoke the line and see if there's any inter- infiltration from rainwater? You're um, looking for cracks in those sewer lines just to, to, to address some of those and take care of that. Pickering Firm will be taking care of that, so certainly appreciate them uh, partnering with the city. We also had the... Uh, green tea road subdivision sewer improvement um, uh, entering into an agreement with the pickering firm as well uh, to to look at that sewer project as part of the annexation when they were brought into the city Um, so that is something else that is uh, that's going on from an infrastructure standpoint
1: i think it's important note on that project all we approved last night was just an agreement with pickering to Develop a, uh, I think they kept calling a, a, a facility plan mm-hmm. uh, to try to get into a revolving loan program through the state. So we have to get approved before you'll see any any kind of construction or anything. So it's just as the first phase of, of probably a probably a lengthy process to finally get
0: them sewer there. Yeah, green tea folks, you're going to have to wait just a little while longer. Unfortunately, uh, it was on the ARPA list, but it was taken off the ARPA list for whatever reason. Um, that was uh, that was kind of a split decision there by the board, but um you know it is what it is unfortunately that's that's uh, how it works but we do have uh something from the planning standpoint uh looking at uh adopting an ordinance to allow golf carts on city streets now chad this was one that uh, i think that you brought to yeah the I,
1: had, I had a, i had a good friend and a neighbor of mine who who uh, approached me last week and said hey you, you know I, I have a golf cart and uh, I, I you know i live right there at parkway and um uh, DeSoto and, and his mother-in-law lives on Parkway and every I think every Sunday or whatever they drive their golf cart over for dinner And he's been doing that for a long time and and, and I think recently he was stopped by her down a police officer and told him, you know, you know Basically if you do that again, we're gonna give you a ticket and, and tow your vehicle and um, he, he brought to my attention I, I mentioned it to the mayor and the mayor said he had had he had also been approached uh, by a lot of people and uh, f- feels like that there's some state statute that we can kind of tie in the ordinance to to allow um, w- what the what the state statute calls um, uh, low speed vehicles, and so we uh, we're gonna uh, I think we kind of discussed it last night. I think everybody kind of it was kind of an agreement about that um, that we need to have some type of ordinance to address that. Um, some of the major things I think that's important to mention is that this is not for kids to drive golf carts. You have to be a licensed driver. Uh, so I think that's 16 or 17 years old now, I don't know what it, mm-hmm. what it is to get a license. Um, and it's not, you know, if you're drunk on one, you get a DUI just like you do if you're in a vehicle. <laughs> so you can't drive your golf cart to the bar. Um, well, I think that would be on be, state or federal highways. Um, you know, I think we're going to put something there. Maybe about the, the speed limit of the road has to be under thirty five or twenty five. We'll
0: discuss that. You know, you have to. You know, got to be tagged. Got to have insurance. Yeah, that's right. Right. Um, yeah, so have some lights, things.
1: things like that. So,
0: so that's going to be part of what this ordinance But that that's going to be part of this ordinance discussion. Um, you know, going forward. So if people have opinions on that, or if they feel really strongly about it, reach out to your alderman and uh, let them know what your concerns are. You know, I think that when it comes to, you know, some of these vehicles that I guess are, um, you know, whether it's four-wheelers or side-by-sides or whatever it might be, that it seems to be people get concerned about kids driving them, kids don't have helmets on, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah,
1: I know the police department had put something out, I guess, what, six, seven, eight months ago. uh, I think they had an issue about kids, you know, riding four-wheelers on the street and and at a high rate of speed and – Think going in people's yards and rutting it up and things mm-hmm. like that, and so they kind of really cracked down. And I think that's what uh, caught my neighbor. I think they've uh, the police department's been instructed to crack down on, on these vehicles on the roadway, and so that's great. I mean, technically, the my neighbor was doing something that was not legal, so uh, the police are doing a great job. But uh, we want to we want to kind of use some common sense, and um, I don't think there's any issue with somebody driving a golf cart around the corner to their mother in law's house.
0: Uh, no, and I, I'm sure a lot of people look at is why well, don't I don't even live on a golf course? Why uh, why do why, you know? <laughs> a do of people have golf carts it's just easier way to get around that's right yeah uh you know and um you know it's a fun thing for families to do i guess right around your neighborhood and just sort of take a little stroll but um you know take a little leisurely cruise through your neighborhood or whatever it might be and i i think that's going to be the main part of this chad is just you know how do you handle you know this is just is it just people going from neighbor to neighbor you know yeah, are I people well, want to take this it, to run it, errands or you yeah, know, what's going in, on? In my, so, in my mind this is this is
1: this is like a you know through a subdivision or something like that and not on the main streets, not on Commerce Street, not on you know in any road that that has substantial traffic. I, I think that'd be that'd be silly um mm-hmm. but you know just to just to drive you know through a, through a subdivision i think and you know, like you live in forest meadows you drive from from one side of Reedy drive to the other or whatever you know uh or is it Reedy drive or Reedy cove i think i can't remember got paid over there's some stuff reedy
0: reedy Dr- i think there's both the oh, enter gotcha, okay. energy keeps sending the bill to reedy cove and i'm I like gotcha. well i live on reedy drive that's have to pay this how's <laughs> that how work go. uh but yeah unfortunately i do uh but you know i think that's going to be the big thing as as we're you know discussing this where can these you know where can these things go you know when when are they permitted you know is there lights blinkers well, all this stuff that's permitted anybody that's gone down to a beach vacation recently you've seen these golf carts running all over the place um you know so do you look at something like that um you and, know and, and
1: again too <coughs> Ben, i think it's important to note if we if we pass something and then six months from now we look at it and it's not working correctly we can always adjust it uh, this board has never been uh too uh too ashamed to go back and change something if we messed up so
0: that's absolutely true. Well, Chad, that, look, that looks. Bad. It was like we said, fairly short meeting. We we uh, covered it.
1: Some some important things, but not 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 you know anything that was really took a lot of. Sky. I think most of the votes were unanimous there.
0: Um, the biggest thing is that uh, you know when talking about a lot of these things, the ARPA project, some of these things, it just is how long it takes to get things done yeah, in government. Um, there's there's you know, public notices that have to go out. There's advertisement, there's engineering, there's requests for quote. It is a long process to get anything done in government. And while, even though we're at a local city level and you feel like things should move more quickly, um, when you're working with state and government and uh, federal government agencies, it takes a long time to get anything done. It's, it's really, um, you know, it's really unfortunate sometimes because you can see where the problem is and you want to do something about it. And it takes two years to get something actually done about it, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, so let's bring on our uh, our guest speaker here for this week our guest interview, uh, Harley Brown with Haifa. We're going to bring him on right now. He's our guest interview of the week. Uh, we were talking before
1: we're 20 years old now. Who's that? The Heif, it's 20 Oh, years I old. thought you were
0: talking about Harley. I was like, no, he's not <laughs> 20 oh, years quite old. quite a bit he's older <laughs> than that. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little gray in the beard. Oh yeah. So Haifa's is uh, 20 years old now in the community. So tell us a little bit more about it. I guess what uh, what y'all's goal or mission is, you know, and, and and what y'all are involved with now.
2: Well, our main goal is to give the the kids in Hernando something to do. That's that's mm-hmm. a big thing. So this this organization was founded by by a lot of, you know, staples in Hernando. I mean, you had um, Mike McClendon and a few other folks actually were the ones that helped start this whole league along with, uh, Mr. Danny over at sports ball source. He's part of that mm-hmm. whole, whole mm-hmm. bringing it out of the ground thing. So they, they noticed that there was a need for a football league in Hernando that they, everybody was tired of driving to South Haven and, and, and going up there and doing that at Cherry Valley for a long time. Like Chad and I were talking about, that was the only thing around when we were a kid when I was a kid, you know, I was a kid way before you guys were, but, um, <laughs> That being said, our, our big big accomplish our big goal here in town is to to make sure the boys and girls in Hernando can can have somewhere to c- come cheer or play football, and and we're trying to get back into the dance again too.
0: And so, when people are, for those who who don't
2: know, uh, what ages do y'all start at out at? Uh, we start out at five. Uh, we go all oh, wow. the way up. Yeah, we do five and six uh, Serious flag, flag football, serious, serious <laughs> flag football at five years old. Okay, <laughs> so we go five and six all the way up to twelve year old. So that that kind of bridges the gap from from kindergarten all the way until they get into their eighth grade year of, um, of junior varsity, or actually eighth grade year of middle school football.
0: So five six year old, there's no playbooks at that point or anything like that, right? Oh, it's, is it's it... highly complex. Is it highly okay. complex? Yeah. Run run right, day run, run left. The Spread this year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. I'm. I. You know, I've got. Um, you know, my daughters are ten and five. My uh, my son Reeves is seven. And uh, he really wants to play. We're still kind of, you know, feeling that out. We'll see. Family, The family loves – they love watching football, for sure. Um, Everybody likes throwing a football on the beach or whatever, but actually playing football is a little more, you know, physical, a little more to it. Um, So when do they switch over from flag to pads? They
2: go pads at seven years old. Seven years
0: old, okay. And for – so when y'all are kind of – getting people ingrained into all this and everything. So what, what can parents expect to have to, to fork out
2: for a season of football? Uh, it's it's actually pretty inexpensive as far as the HIFA fees go. So this past year we've, we were at, at $90, and that, that includes your all the fees that we would have to pay for facilities, rentals, referees. Um, also, it, it includes the jersey that the, that the boys wear, boys – and. As far as the the cheer the cheer still ha- would have to pay that that entry fee plus their uniforms are on them that's that's the that's the expensive side mm-hmm. uh, that's something mm-hmm. that that most cheer parents kind of expect <laughs> to get after, over the years you know uh, that's that's usually where the the dollars are spent
0: I got you so that's I mean that, that is kind of in line with a lot of the other city run leagues basketball and soccer and some of these other ones that's you know 75 to 100 dollars pretty much what to yeah you know what to expect
1: uh, this is my first my older son didn't 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 care to play football my younger one we he did he and he loves it this year we're going to play again um, but so this is my first time kind of dealing with Haifa was this year, and I think one thing y'all do, Harley, I thought was pretty cool is you know y'all you, you let you let if the parents are having a hard time with that initial fee, they can split it up over a couple payments or something. Yeah, we like that.
2: we offer that. Uh, we also even offer some scholarship opportunities for mm. for children that are that are in need or parents that are in need for that.
0: y'all aren't tied in with the like the high school booster club or any of that kind of stuff right it's just a a separate organization right
2: completely separate it's not a city-run organization this is a completely private it's a 501c3 organization Mm -hmm. uh so we're we're not strictly non-profit anything we bring in is either going to advance the program Mm -hmm. or provide other opportunities for the children involved and
0: you'll have a I, i think one of the one of the best nights um one of the best friday nights everybody likes friday night lights and hernando because it's always packed out out there but especially packed was was hyphenite
2: right um talk a little bit about that so that's that's kind of been going on for a for a long time since even before i was around um it's something that uh that i, I have no idea who even started it maybe it's just <laughs> been around uh, so we we work with in coordination with the high school booster club and they, they set us up a night. We talked with the coach, whoever coach might be at the time, and hopefully it stays in for a little while longer. So, so <laughs> he and I, we have a really great relationship, and, and as we should with all the football programs in town because we are a feeder program for them. But as far as the Friday night lights ordeal, so we, we gather up all the football players and the football players get out in front of or in the tunnel ahead of the high school team. So when they announce the football team, they announce the Haifa people and they are Haifa, Haifa boys and they come out through the tunnel, uh, and it's lined on either side with the cheerleaders as well. So we we had over well right at 200 cheerleaders this year. So we took up a pretty good amount of the field. So they, they they helped out. We we were right at 400 total participants. So
0: wow, so 200 cheer, 200 football players. Yep. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, so you know it, it's great to see the community come together for things like that. Um, you know, on a hyphenite, something like that. Um, you know, like you said, it's a feeder program. So, is it something where I don't know if it's this complex or not? So, I'm just asking, is it something so complex where, like, the the schemes that you see at the high school level, that's kind of broken down for the earlier grade level to say, like, okay, this is how we're gonna do this one day, <laughs> right well, at the high school level? Abso- I don't know. Absolutely, it is.
2: Okay, and it, it, it's it's that because um, you know everybody that we talked to is like, I can't believe you're running such complex plays. Like these, these fellows are smart. You Mm -hmm. got to give them more credit than what you, what you, what you think they can do out there. So the the big thing is to break it down. So I, I tell the guys and I actually pull some of these plays right out of Nick Saban's playbook. You know, oh, wow. I, I run some of the stuff that lane kiffin runs i run anybody that's out there you can see a nice program you die grammar program it's all in what your coach wants to do with it right um, and i've been coaching for this is this will be my eighth season coming up so seven seasons in i coach my oldest boy all the way from flag all uh, until he aged out of the program he's he's actually in the ninth grade team right now so it's it's what we learn from them we go we go to the high school and, hey, what do you want us to teach these boys? What kind of drills do you want them to know how to do? So they're, they're already getting an advantage on somebody that's coming off the street. So this it definitely is a feeder program. So we learned some of the terminology that they use at the high school. Even though it does change every year, it's nice for them to understand that, hey, Ringo means right or mm-hmm. early means right because the sun goes east to mm-hmm. west, right? So that, that's, <laughs> these are the kinds of things that, that we, we teach them the verbiage. And, you know, even with my 9-10 and 10 team that I coached last year, undefeated, by the way, Defender, there you go. There you 100,
0: 195
2: go. 195 points scored, 12 points against. Dang. Excellent team. So I'm, I'm out there telling them the same thing that a high school coach would be telling their this quarterback how to run this. And we're running the same defenses. We're running the same – I mean, it's it's, it's complex as complex you, as you want it to be.
0: Now, I grew up – I didn't grow up in Hernando. I wasn't fortunate enough to grow up, you know, in Hernando necessarily. But we had – you know, we had – uh, football in uh, Atlanta area, you know, in the in the suburbs where I was at, and they always did it by how much you weighed, right? They had weight class, you know, youth football. Yeah. Um, but y'all y'all do it by ages strictly, correct? We do it
2: by strictly age groups. Uh, there's some other organizations that are around the area. I know Marion did the same thing you were talking about, uh, but our weight g- does get involved, but that's for ball carriers only. Okay. So at each age group, we make sure that they're they're not sticking a, a an overdeveloped. 10 year old out there that looks like (laughs) me, you know, 200 pound kid (laughs) running the rock every time, you know, you, it it just be, it's, it's unsafe for the kids. And that's really what this is about. Making sure the kids have fun doing it. They pick up a sport that they're going to take with them forever. And, you know, they, they learn something valuable, learn how to be young men out of the program.
0: I was on the other side of that, Chad. I was like, Huh? I was like 6th grade you were the one running the ball I was 6th grade like 79 pounds and everybody was like look at this 79 string pounds. string bean out here like right. what in the world's going yeah, on with them so I know I had to eat more mashed potatoes I've learned how to eat since then did your parents clearly. have a restaurant too oh, mean, we did everybody kept wondering like <laughs> his grandparents have an all you can eat restaurant and like how in the world what in the, his metabolism's out, out, off the chain but uh, it all catches up with us eventually no doubt But right.
1: uh, Harley you want to talk about kind of growth I know uh,
0: probably across the country football is
1: probably declining I would think but it seems like our program's growing, is
2: that right? Well, our, our, it's kind of strange that bef- before COVID hit, we were on a decline. Mm-hmm. Every year we'd lose about 10, 20 kids, mm-hmm. in, either in cheer or well, actually not in cheer, usually in football. Cheer would grow every year. We, we'd, we were increasing by 10, 15 uh, girls a year in cheer. And same thing with boys, we would lose that same amount. So at one point we were more cheer than we were football. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID hit, we, we actually had a season that year. Uh, so we had a really small season. It was uh, only a couple of teams in each age group, one in another. And, and we still played in our, our organization that we do play in right now. And, I'm, you know, you, you're a part of that, Chad. But mm-hmm. uh, we, we play against uh, Horn Lake, South Haven, and Senatobia. So we get all, everybody involved in the county. These are the teams that, that we're going to be playing when we're middle school and high school anyway, so you might as well play them now. Mm-hmm. But it, as far as the, the COVID year dropped, and every year since then we've been you know, exploding. Uh, this year was our record year. I mean, we hit 400 people uh, 400 participants this year. Um, last year was right around 350 and that was a record wow. for us as well. So every year we've been blowing it through the roof and we kind of attribute that to the coaches and the leadership that we have on our, on our hypha board, making sure that everybody has a good experience or at least the best one that they can possibly have.
0: And for, for folks who aren't, you know, fully initiated into it. So the, Haifa doesn't have its own league where everything's played in Hernando. Y'all, y'all coordinate well, with we, these other cities. We like used you to mentioned. do
2: that. We we used to do that quite you know, when I first hired or first got on with with Haifa. We we did that, and we would have three teams in each age group, and then you would play, play each team twice, and then you would be the champion of Hernando. Mm-hmm. Well, we we all all the coaches kind of agreed this this kind of gets boring after a while. The kids don't get better, right? So it's like sharpening your knife against a piece of plastic. You don't get any better like <laughs> that, right? So we we did play some some star. So we would we'd play our Hernando uh, circuit or our schedule right there and then we'd go to the all-star game and in Olive Branch and we'd get decimated and we we got to figure out but what, what's going to make these these young men better it's throughout the season not just one hit the wall right off the bat so we we started coordinating with Horn Lake and South Haven whose numbers had drastically taken a hit so yeah these cities are you know three times four times the size of what uh, Hernando but they still only produce like one to two teams in each age group so that's their numbers are way down and, and we hmm. kind of attribute that to to football and basketball um and just lack of interest in the program
0: and you mentioned coach McCann earlier and we've and we've talked with athletic director at, at Hernando and uh we've talked with uh uh, Mr. Usselton with the school district, you know, just all these folks that are involved with this. But New Hernando High School uh, is being constructed up there on McInvale. The you can kind of start to see it taking shape, right? Um, you know, I think the the concession stands for the football stadium are actually being the foundation's been poured, like mm-hmm. all that stuff's out there. You know, how exciting is that for y'all at, at you know y'all are at the earlier stages of football? But you're building towards you know that that one day where we're going to open a new Hernando.
2: It's, it's very exciting. I mean, like like you, we talked about, my my oldest boy will be one of the first class to graduate from there. So he's freshman this year. It, depending on when they finish it, he may be the first or the second. It, you know, it really depends on what goes on there. But the boys are super pumped about that. They, they get a mm-hmm. chance to play on turf, and they just love it.
1: Yeah, that's what I keep hearing, a turf field. Turf they
2: field. they love it. That's all you hear is turf field, turf field. But, hey, we go out to Olive Branch, and then, then, they, then the boys don't like that so much because they get the little turf burn you know everybody likes to run and slide on the grass right right. when it's wet but it's uh it's super exciting for them I mean it's it's nice to see that that everything's getting larger facilities and more improved facilities around the area
1: well it's just so going back like when I played eighth grade football we we played South Haven and Horn Lake and we we maybe had a team of maybe 30 kids on our Hernando middle school team and look across and South Haven had maybe a hundred kids, and it was just you know it was Iron Man football for us, and they were they were you know being able to sub and and now that that role has kind of changed. Like in, in flag football, I think South Haven had two teams, and we had six in flag yeah, football. Yeah, we had so, six this year. So the tables have turned. So it's, it's
0: it's kind of interesting over the years how it's changed.
2: They they definitely have. Um, it's it's definitely been a surge here recently.
0: So you've coached for eight years. But take us a little further back. How
2: were you introduced to, to football originally? I, like Chad said, played middle school football. I grew up in a, a single-parent household, and and you know money was at a prime most of the time. So if I played any sports, it was at school. Uh, played middle school ball, and I was actually playing in Olive Branch at the time. So I would come down here and, and watch the, the – beat, po- beat up on Hernando. Beat up on Hernando. So we'd come down here beat up on Hernando, and then we'd go to Horn Lake and get beat up, and we'd play Sal and we get beat up. and. Yeah. And uh, we, we did move to, to uh, Hernando as I was going into high school, and I, I kind of figured out that, like you were talking about how small you were, I was <laughs> six foot and 155 or something like that. Like, this is, this probably ain't going to be for me. I need to concentrate on my studies. So so that I jumped out of that and, and uh, never looked back, but I still love the game. You know, uh, watching it, getting out and playing in the yard or whatever, like you talked about. It. You know, everybody likes the yeah. idea of football until you, till you get out there and do it. But... Uh, Never really had to play a whole lot of football to, to understand the game. Yeah, I want to say when I tried out in
0: high school for football, like the coach was like, Did you score really high on your ACTs? And I was like, Yes, sir. And he was like, Thank You're goodness. Be manager. <laughs> 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 Thank goodness you did because I, I was getting worried about you. Um, so, yeah, that, everybody's got their. I mean, football is one of those sports where, I mean, you can be as smart as you want to be, but ultimately you got to be able to push people around. Yeah. Um, you you got to have some physicality to it and that sort of thing. And that seems to be like with some of the teams in Hernando. Sometimes size is just an issue because right. you got these big South Panola teams come in or whoever else comes in. It's just a it's just a matter of you can scheme whatever you want to scheme,
2: but you got to have some
0: you got to have some players. You got to develop players over the yeah. years, and that's basically what y'all what y'all are doing, what y'all are cultivating now. Right,
2: right. We're just trying to get the the understanding and the love in the game. That's that's the big thing.
0: So what would your I guess what would your uh, message be for parents that are considering? You know, hey, I think I'm gonna get my son in football um you know what would you think
2: they should consider or what would your encouragement be for them uh, absolutely get out early uh if you've got a five-year-old sign him up it may be too early and you may think that he'll just be out there picking daisies that's okay he's on the football field and they will pick up something i mean we we had five and six-year-old kids this year that they were like chad said learning spread option they, they weren't really running the option but <laughs> they were like hey hand it off to this guy this time next time hand it to this guy but it looked like spread option uh so th- they're they're they can be more advanced with proper coaching. Uh, they they learn the game. They understand the game. They they're learning that hey, when the safety drops, that hey, we're we're good to throw the underneath route kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So they they do learn that stuff. If if you can get them signed up early, sign them up. But on the flip side, it's never too late to sign them up.
0: And when it comes to you know, I think everybody's everybody's busy, right? That's everybody's favorite word to use as an excuse when they can't do something. Oh, we're we're just too busy right now. How much of a time commitment is it for, for these kids when they get involved?
2: Well, when when they get involved throughout the – before the regular season, they're practicing three times a week. So, that's that's up to the coaches on what days and what times and all that good stuff. But generally, it's Monday through Friday uh, between 5 and 8 o'clock. And then mm-hmm. they're going to get the l- little guys to bed early. I mean, they'll start to the practice at 5.30 be done at 6.30 because – Chad knows, just like I know, 45 minutes is all you're getting from flat kids. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. You might get focused for 15 out of the 45, and then the rest of the time they're squirting each other with their, with their water bottles. <laughs> uh, but as they get older, they get more in tune, so you're looking instead of 45 minutes uh, at 11- and 12-year-old or 12-year program, you're looking at maybe an hour and a half. That's, that's generally the max ceiling right there. And really the, the high school doesn't want you practicing that much anyway. Mm-hmm. Hey, more more chance for re- injury and, and and all that stuff and we're not we're not talking injury like concussion right. we're talking about somebody tripping and landing on their arm and yeah, breaking their arm, an ankle or twisting something. An ankle
0: yeah, absolutely and y'all so y'all use uh, kirkendall field we we do we, for, we for do. practicing currently Yep. and i know the city's committed to getting kirkendall field to a better place uh we're, we're we're making some we're making some move it may not seem that way at times but we are. Knock,
1: knock down the anthills will be good that's it right? <laughs> yeah, that
0: would be that's the goal we we got the we got the parking lot paved that's right uh which which was after football season but we did uh, we
1: got it right in the middle right room over practice yeah we oh, got that the, we got down. the
0: old we got the old bleachers taken down that that's were right. kind of a kind of a hazard there and then uh we're we're looking at uh redesigning the bathroom out there and getting sure. that in a better place um, as well,
1: long-range long goal is to, to regrade the field,
0: and, mm-hmm. and um, so we'll, we'll get there at some point. We've got it. We've got to quote on some lighting and that kind of thing to to just get it to a better, you know, get it to a better place where people can be a little a little more comfortable getting out there, right, uh, regularly. So it's and it's but it's a, it, sports are just an
2: expensive. Oh, they it's aren't. an expensive
0: venture no well, matter what you want to there's do.
2: There's no return on it. That's the thing. The only return <laughs> is the smiles you get, right? Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Absolutely. But it's it's good to have an
0: organization like this that has a you know has a relationship with the city, and th- even though it's not a city run organization, everybody can still come together and work together. Yeah, uh, that's the most important thing for sure.
1: Well, I know we're at the end of the football season, but uh, you know we're going to run this today is day before
2: Thanksgiving, but.
1: Um, when does when uh, registra- registration start for next year, and the season starts about the end of September, is that right? Well,
2: we, we normally open up the registration around uh, spring break. Yeah, okay. So mm. we, last year we opened it up, actually I think it was January. Oh. But it gives, gives the parents the opportunity, like you said, to split that payment up if they want to. Um, it, they'll split the split it up and say, when you sign up, your first payment will be due and your second one won't be due until after the first of September. Mm-hmm. So it automatic bank mm-hmm. draft. So that's 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 how we do that. Uh, we'll we'll do our evaluations usually the first week of August. Uh, give the teams a chance to assemble and do some practices and, and figure out game plans and whatnot. And then we do, uh, start up usually that first uh, first holiday weekend in September. You know Labor Day right there. So we'll we'll do that then. And and uh, last year it was a jamboree. First time we've done yeah, that in a while. Right. Uh, we had, we had some feedback either way that the good teams were upset that they only had a quarter to do stuff in the, the mm-hmm. bad teams are like get me off the field right now we got a lot of work to do uh, <laughs> and I, I can say that I saw it both so mm-hmm. on field days when we're out playing I'm at the field from the time we start to the time we finish just just to make sure everything goes off without a hitch
0: some long days well we yes, definitely are. appreciate your community involvement as far as that stuff goes because yeah. I know it's a thankless job a lot of times Absolutely. Like Chad mentioned, tomorrow, as we're recording this, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and, of course, in Mississippi, probably one of the biggest days of the year. It's not for the turkey. It's for the eggs, the egg bowl. Now Harley, you're not a steak guy, are you? I am not. Okay. I'm not.
2: You Ole Miss guy, um, I, I'm right. breaking the mold here. I'm, I'm Florida guy. Oh, okay. Florida guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so can, Steve Spurrier. That. Yeah, Steve Spurrier, I, rocking I was, the vibe. I was rooting
1: for him against uh, uh, who did they play they, last week, uh, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, they got it, and they got a, they got a big one.
0: one. They got a big one this weekend with Florida State. Uh, Florida State, out, so. eleven and zero, and missing their Heisman candidate quarterback. And
1: that was terrible. You see that video? That was a bad that, deal. Yeah, not
0: good. That was a bad deal, but. Uh, so egg bowl, you're not cheering for anybody one way or another.
2: Uh, my household cheer, cheers for Ole Miss. That's right. Okay. Okay. Go. All right.
0: There's somebody with sense in the
2: house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, the the wife kind of rules that, right? <laughs> That's
0: right. That's right. <laughs> it should be. A, I I think it's going. It's always a good game though. I'm mean, I don't feel like it's ever something where either team just just knocks the other one out of the park or anything like that. No, so it should it's be like a good brothers game
2: fighting tomorrow. in the backyard, man. <laughs> yeah. You
0: never know which one's going to come out on top. Well, one of my, one, I think one of my friends uh, over in Georgia, he was like, you know, like the rest of the SEC watches y'all have like a family reunion fight. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like everybody's watching it. Like these two teams just absolutely despise it, it, each other. It's gotten
1: better since Mullen and Hugh Freeze left.
0: That's right? true. That that, that I, <laughs> I agree on that. I agree on that. Which should be interesting. I don't
1: Think they liked each other personally.
0: So. I yeah, yeah probably something like that for sure. Uh, well, we appreciate you joining us here. Yeah, Harley, anything Brown. else you want to add? I mean, I, I great information
2: there. I'm good. Well, I, I, I will add that our that our league that we participate in with Hernando, South Haven, and, and Hornley, oh, yeah. Yeah, talk that, about that. that's actually the North Mississippi Youth Football Association. So we kind of mm-hmm. formed that up to make sure that we are all governed by the same rules. So, so that was one of the big things when we first started doing this. You go to South Haven, they play <laughs> by a different rule than we play in Hernando. Different flag. So different flag, different <laughs> everything, right? So so we we're kind of trying to get everybody under one umbrella uh, and and with that being said we actually have had this season and last season we started a, a Super Bowl I mean, co- okay. kind of quote Super Bowl so we played that in Strayhorn last year this year we played it in in Sanitopia just because they're they're gracious enough to host mm-hmm. and and by the time that rolls around most of us are burnt out so they had it down there the the, the boys get you know first second place uh, we'll get a ring and a trophy or something like that and the coaches nice. get a little little trophy or something depending on which, which one organization bought your your trophies for that age group. So it's actually a pretty really cool cool deal. We let Cheer do a little halftime show and it's yeah. it's pretty nice.
0: Well, we gotta get uh not only do we have to get these youth football Super Bowls uh, back up here to Hernando, but we gotta get a state title to Hernando at some point. We gotta make that happen. I know we Horn Lakes uh, I'm trying to think of the recent ones. Horn Lakes had a state title. I guess Olive Branch had one at one point. Uh, they, in the they last ten years, or they, so. were, they were
1: really good for several years. I don't know if they ever won a state. Who was that? Olive Branch? Didn't
2: they, they have a state one? title? Some, several somewhere years in there? ago. Several years ago, they did. They were really good back when um, when Fred Smith's son was going to school yeah. there. So that's been, right. been some time ago. Now they, I, I will say, you know, you talk about state titles to Hernando. If ever there was going to be a chance, it's pretty soon. This this boys that came That's out of this, these boys that came out of middle school the past couple of years of the freshman team. He's talking team. about his son, the ones the ones he coached. No, <laughs> I, I am, I am, I actually am. These these boys right there, they love the game. They are right. they they are all about football. Uh, we actually had some freshmen come over this year that were in not taking anything away from the classes that we got over there right now because they are some good football players, some great guys. Mm-hmm. But these boys outweigh them by 50, 60 pounds and they're about six inches taller than them. Oh, okay, yeah, as okay. freshmen. So we, I kept telling Coach McCann whenever the boys were in seventh grade, hey, man, you need to come across the street and look at these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the season, hey, did you go over there and look at them? No, I didn't go look at them. Halfway through the middle school season, eighth grade year, hey, did you go look at these guys? No, I hadn't been over there look at these guys. At the end of the season and say, hey, did you ever make it over there? Yeah, a lot of them are going to be playing before I'm ready for them to play. <laughs> Those kind of things. So, so they've, they've got some really good guys coming up. We just got to make sure that we're out there supporting these boys. You know, a lot of times that if we get kicked in the mouth early, the, the crowd will get down. Mm-hmm, at, the little mm-hmm. bit of crowd that we see out there, uh, but if if we bring that energy that we do on night there ain't nobody that comes into Hernando that we can't beat. That's right.
0: We've got a great community here in Hernando. Uh, you know, there's there's churches, there's other organizations that help feed feed the teams in pregame, and that oh, makes yeah. all the difference. You know, everybody pitches in um yeah i think everybody wants to have a, a you know everybody
2: loves a winner right everybody likes supporting a winning program Absolutely. And does hypha
1: have any sponsorship opportunities um,
2: we actually do uh, you know like i said we are a, a donation based deal okay. so uh we we do have a few here and there uh the company i work for does a lot for us niagara bottling they do a lot for us we we do something some some things with the uh Optimus club and okay. and at one time i think uh you know definitely did city of Hernando sponsored us at, at some point so it, they we get we pick up donations here and there yeah. but a, a lot of times it's small stuff but but it pays for somebody else's tuition if if they yeah, need to yeah.
0: if people want to donate is
2: uh, what what way can they do that oh they can reach out right through the website our contact okay. information is right there
0: yeah what's your website HIFA? it's
2: uh, hernandoyouthfootballassociation.com haifa.com yeah, okay. was taken
0: i got you <laughs> So there you have it. If you want to make a donation, uh, certainly they could they could use it. We encourage y'all to take a look at it and consider it, especially this time of year. and It's a season of giving. Um, if you want to give back to football, if you were a football player at one point and just say, "Hey, I remember those, you know, two days in high school or whatever it might have been. Or I remember playing uh, as a as a as a younger kid or whatever it might be. You know, pass that along to the next generation. Uh, it'd be a great way to give back potentially in this season. Hardly anything else before we cut you loose here.
2: Well. You know, when we come out to evaluations, please note if you want to be a coach. We love the old guys that used to used to play ball that want to get involved with their with their with their children. It's it's just a to me, it's kind of a magical thing. You get out there with your boy and you you coach him around. As long as you're not one of those guys that plays daddy ball, you yeah. and I don't have to hear about it. We're good to go. <laughs> it was,
1: it was so my son, my, my youngest son Grayson, he didn't really know much about football, and he really fell in love with it this Right. Year. So he has been screaming about how he wants to play football again.
2: It's a, it's a big bonding so, experience for for you and your child yeah. for sure. And I always
1: enjoyed football and baseball, and, and so it's kind of it's kind of cool as a father to say hey man he wants to play football. You yeah.
2: plant that seed and watch it grow right there. It's it's uh, awesome. He
1: and he, he was lucky enough to score a touchdown this yeah. year, and so
0: he
1: he thinks he's he thinks
2: he's. I, a, he thinks he's I saw that. I saw that. I'm on uh, he, he's
1: kind of like you. He's, he's a he's he's a small guy, and, mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm.
0: but he's fast. So I'm, I'm gonna put my put my old broadcast roots together. I'll get him a highlight reel on YouTube. <laughs> in you no time. We'll get we'll get him viral. Everybody <laughs> want to come watch him. That's right. Well, we Harley, we appreciate you coming in. We appreciate everything you do for this community, yeah. uh, for Hernando football, and um, for for joining us for a little bit. Yeah, thank y'all. That was Harley Brown uh, right. with Haifa Hernando Youth F- Football Association. Uh, Chad, that was a great show. Yeah. I'm ready for some football. Yeah. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to tee it up again. I'm, I'm Thanksgiving about the football game. Though, tomorrow, Thanksgiving game? Well, that's the Egg Bowl. Everybody's always anxious about it. But uh, y'all enjoy your turkey, enjoy your dressing. If you listen to this after Thanksgiving, uh, hopefully you've recovered from the tryptophan uh, <laughs> coma there and had a good nap on the couch. Uh, appreciate you joining us here on the Boardroom Podcast.
2: Thank
1: you. Everybody's waiting on a train.